It is time to talk about Mr. Robot Season 3, Episode 2, here on AfterBuzz TV. Come with us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's always... Yeah. I love that creepy intro I do, and then I'm immediately yeah. like, hey, I'm so smiling here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV's coverage of Mr. Robot Season 3, Episode 2. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-M. We are full strength tonight. That's right. Starting with the returning far left, oh, Mr. What? J.C. Rubio. Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait. Who is this guy? Is he real, or am I just imagining him? I also see him. So oh, okay, he's real. He passes. Man. He passes. I wasn't the, sure if it was just me. He passes the Turing <laughs> test. We can both see him. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what is up, guys? Thank you so much, and all you fans. Thank you for reaching out. Of course, I wasn't going to miss it. Great new crew, and of course, the old G. Thank you so much for having me. And make sure to follow me at JC Rubio TV. But before that, my password is a boy named Goo. And if you cut that, <laughs> let me know in the chat roll. What? Did you just give your face? I love it. Go on, sorry, I mean, Leslie. You know, I'm gonna log in as Casey Rubio. Hack in there anyway. Let's get make it easy. Hi, I'm Leslie. You can catch me online at Leslie the Face. How it sounds? What? <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> and I'm Rick Hong. You guys can find me on all social media at Rick Hong. R C K H O N G. So, there's talk of this being there's talk of this being like bar none like one of the best episodes. It was. I oh my gosh, it was amazing. I feel like it directing was my and directing this editing <laughs> on this show is awesome. This show is always this show is always um, just bold filmmaking on television. There's I agree. Just, just a lot of fun. You know I'm really... what I think made this episode so amazing for me was it felt like a the callback <laughs> to the first season. Did it not? Yeah, like, no, it was. A lot it was. Of the yes. Feels from the first episode and seeing Elliot kind of back in the workplace rhythm, seeing his vulnerability, all of it. I was crying right there with him. Got me. Let's say I'm gonna go. I'm gonna piggy piggyback off that, and I have it up there. Maybe as clip. My favorite all time episode was probably season one, episode eight. With mm-hmm. White Rose, mm-hmm. and, and then, of course, like, 8 and 9, when you see, you know, the turn, when you find out that Darlene's his sister. But what I loved most about this episode, it wasn't because of the aha, got you moment. It was actually the tension that he built with Krista and Elliot. Mm-hmm. When, when I saw White Rose versus um, Price. Price, we thought it was a heavyweight fight, and I was like, it can't get better than this. But then that scene for me, Christian Slater, the tension, all of that, for me, just the story. Ultimately, it's not about the aha, it's about the story. And yeah. you nailed it on tonight's episode, or last night, sorry. Great, and let's dive right in. We're going to start with a. We're going to start where they ended, which is Dom... Who has Darlene, representing the FBI, going and trying to flip Elliot and or Mr. Robot, and he's smarter than them. I mean, you guys were right. You were saying you didn't trust Darlene, what she was up to, and I actually was really surprised to see that she kind of full went in and kind of betrayed him in a way. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about what she did that ended up... Well, we don't really know what the deal is, though, right, in terms of, like, what what would happen to Elliot... They all like they all like. I mean, they she w- planted something in the computer for the FBI to, you know, eventually. Right, right, but we trace. don't know what the like. I mean, but like we don't know what her whole thing is in terms of. Okay, so if she she clearly has some sort of deal that she made, but maybe part of that deal is that Elliot won't get the full like penalty either. 
So that's well, why we we also have to. I'm still on Team Darlene mm-hmm. because I think she was trying to do the minimal damage and bounce. And I think in her mind, whatever she did, she knew Elliot would overcome it without actually giving anything up. But she knew it would be seen as complicit on the FBI's end. Like I, I still give her that much credit. I don't know. I still felt like it was a sense of betrayal, and it was on his birthday, and she like kind of texted him out of the blue, and that whole conversation they had about Kevin McAllister and the snowman, which I want to get into in a bit. But I don't know. It just felt like it was calculated, like she was going to go back and kind of set him up. And at the same time, you know, even though she knows that there is a Mr. Robot out there, and they're split, that's still her brother, and he's not sure what's completely going on. It's She's still, you know, deceiving him a lot, in a way, and... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I it's agree. Shady to me. I Here's like the it. thing: it, it is, but remember, they're brother and sister, and she knows. I, I'm going to go with what you said early on that she knew her brother because I was a fool. I, I was like, Elliot, why didn't you check your computer? Oh my gosh! She's told. <laughs> but and then, like five minutes later, you knew, and that lead, led me to believe that Darlene knew that Elliot would know that this was going to be a, a setup of some sort. Some sort. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are following me on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she knew. She knows her brother. She knows how deep her brother, you know, she knows he's not He's not dumb. He's not going to fall. So I, I think she knew that Elliot would would sniff this out, which yeah. he did. Okay. So it's like, a, it's like a betrayal. It's like a double betrayal, betrayal. No, no. no <laughs> not, not of Elliot, but I'm talking about betrayal of the FBI. Like, you know, the, uh, yeah, the FBI. It's, it's um, in poker, that would be called a semi-bluff. She's just not my favorite person right now. She shouldn't be. Okay. Because, yeah. Well, but she got caught. Like we're not gonna. She she got caught. Wound up in an impossible situation. So there's going to be collateral damage to her only way out of an impossible situation. And yeah. the collateral damage might be right. either Elliot is in trouble or Elliot had to work really hard to avoid trouble. And when I say Elliot, I mean also Mr. Robot because we're still. We have to assume every time they show us Elliot, it's actually Elliot. But that's not. That's not to be believed. Correct. So I don't want to put too much faith or thought into who is or isn't, who we are or aren't seeing at that moment. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons this episode's so mind-blowing, is we kind of see more and more of, like, Mr. Uh, Robot and Elliot, and kind of, like, back and forth the difference, and then the scene with him and Krista. Oh my gosh, by the way, I'm happy that we see her again, because her scenes with Elliot were always my favorite, mm-hmm. some of my favorites, and the one at, towards the very end with her, and she pulls out Mr. Robot... Amazing. What did you guys think? Oh, God, yes. This whole scene. <laughs> this whole thing. It's tense, like you're saying. It's interesting to see that more and more people now are seeing Christian Slater or Mr. Robot. Yeah. Like every, you know, as opposed to, like, for like season one, where we're led to believe that, okay, it's that he was actually, like, a real person. And then in season two, you know, he wasn't not many, like, I want to say it was just Elliot still could only see him. Or was it Darlene too? Like partially, and now. Well, in this season, the first episode we saw Angela, and in this episode, um, his sister sees, and then Krista sees. Yeah, it's like just slowly over. Like, yeah. yeah, more and more people are being like, "Oh, dude, you're not just Seeing one the person. ugliness mm-hmm. of him." And what I think is interesting, and I read um, a couple of people point this out online, is that Elliot's dad, when we've seen him before, seemed like he was like a real. Not the guy that we see Mr. Robot is. You know, someone yeah. who was kind of, like, reasonable, level-headed, and I don't know. I, I guess because we hadn't seen Mr. Robot in a, on screen for a while. I felt like he's really violent and just ultra-militant <laughs> and intimidating. Like, I don't know. Like, I was scared for Krista when he got in her face in that scene. I was like, what is he going to do? Who, who among us thought he was literally just going to kill Krista? 
Say you it. did what? No. really like there were like there was a wow. moment where I was like he might just or like maybe not kill her but or... like physically threaten her like yeah mm-hmm. yes I thought like that. I thought there would be a lot, I, there was a high tension to that scene that I was like he might just like choke her a little and what? be like we're done talking maybe speaking for both what if uh, maybe you thought that I think it's because of the context of the three seasons that we had this build up for this final showdown that he finally appears after twenty some episodes that. We see this, so you thought, "What's going to happen with what just happened?" Maybe thirty minutes before in the episode with Johanna. So it's just like he's Sam Esmail's always keeping us off our, you know, like off balance. Oh, the just pace of the, yeah. and the pace of this show is just like so beautiful. Because mm-hmm. I think the amount of like progression-wise, the amount of stuff that's happened in probably two episodes might take half a season for a lesser show. So because it would be villain of the week, it would be case of the week and it was like we would slowly incrementally work toward no no she did so it's a counter to last season which was very sl- people would say was a lot slower mm-hmm. you know this has picked up it's been since I'm sure you guys talked about it last week the frenetic pace it's really picked up like season one so now we're seeing all this stuff and, and especially what happens in this episode right <laughs> we'll get you later but yeah, of course well I think we've covered the Krista stuff um little thing I didn't put on the board but we should talk about uh Quirty is the dog's name. Um, Flipper. Flipper is. <laughs> yeah. But then I feel like Elliot named him Quirty. Right? That's Am I the making fish. That? Oh, Quirty's the fish. Never mind. Elliot's pets. Flipper the dog had um, was pooping all over the place at Lenny's house. Lenny is Krista's ex. Right. And he brought the dog back to Elliot and like, well, you want this dog to poop everywhere. Um, a Reddit user today brought up the fact that that's what dogs do when they have postpartum depression. Yeah, no, I was. Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly like, what I thought. Sorry, separation anxiety. When sorry. He, yeah, when he brought the dog back, I was thinking this dog's not sick. It just likes Elliot better than he likes the owner, and so he's act, yeah, exactly. He's either acting out or whatever's going on. I never really thought, oh, this dog's sick and he's going to start pooping all over Elliot's mm-hmm. apartment. It was just more. No, that dog has connection with him okay. more than with with uh, his his. I guess, yeah, with Lenny. Now, I'm a little, I'm a little rusty with the little factoids and keeping everything straight again. But didn't in season one, didn't Flipper swallow something he wasn't supposed to? Yep. So, um, uh, couldn't could that be possibly it or something? I don't know. That would be a way more logical explanation <laughs> than the dog loves Elliot. It would just be a very biological answer of like the dog's intestines are messed up because he swallowed a he swallowed a microchip, right? But it would poop it out. Would he though? Yeah, it's a microchip. Dog, okay, well, how, it depends on how okay. big it is. But I mean, chat roll help us out. <laughs> yeah, Theoret- theoretically, like dogs can poop out a lot of different stuff. So can so can humans. So well, I was thinking about the episode, and um, I felt like there was a theme of loneliness throughout the whole thing. So like Elliot's on his mission, and he feels like he's doing good, but he's crying. I feel like he feels lonely. I felt like that's where Darlene is in her headspace, and then at the same time, well, we'll get to. R.I.P. Joanna, you know, the guy who comes after her, again, didn't want to be lonely. And I don't know, that's like prevalent. There was a scene where um, Elliot's in the subway and there's a poster behind him that says separation anxiety. It was like with Will Ferrell. And And I thought that was funny. But then at the end, you know, I kind of got, after rewatching the episode, you know, he gets this dog back and I don't know, maybe it's a way to, could help alleviate his loneliness and... I don't know. Well, the reason he placed that, he, that was immediately after the Krista and Elliot scene. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he, the whole episode, Elliot is missing Mr. Robot in a weird, strange way. Right. And you talked about loneliness, and you notice that he, the bouts of loneliness come most often when Elliot's trying to be normal. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you notice that every single time he when he's when he was trying to do, when he was part watching the Marvel movies in season one, and then now he's trying to fit in E Corp, and at the end of the night he's crying himself to sleep. Watching Dancing with the Stars, or I think I did that episode too. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll actually flip the script. We'll go to Elliot, who's now at E Corp, and he's trying to cover his tracks. He's trying to get them. A, he's trying to get all the paperwork mailed to other places, mm-hmm. but make it look like it's still in one building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having them, like, put the wrong address, wrong mm-hmm. order. That whole opening sequence, I loved, by the way. I don't know. I just thought With it the was... the emojis and the... It, I, was, it was, like, emotional and bittersweet, but it was funny. And then, like, again, conveying how really smart he is, how on top he is. And, like, you know, the most antisocial guys, like, really pushing to, like, meet with, like, the executives at his company. And they're, like... Oh, you're talking about yeah. Not I mean, the emojis are is something different. In the subway, yeah, yeah. which the subway I scene with the emojis. which went to which goes to like what I was saying in the beginning that that's why this directing of this episode was just amazing. But then you're talking about how he keeps well, going up the chain and well, getting somebody show, fired, and the then whole long sequence. Yeah, they start introducing the emojis and him trying to be normal. I don't know. I just he's so endearing, and then like he's trying to do this thing, and then I, at the same time being the vigilante from the first season, you know, mm. taking them out, like calling in the FBI raids, whistleblowing. It was very dark nighty in a sense. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it was just so much that happened in like Also speaking one of minute. a lesser speaking of a lesser TV show, Elliot at E Corp taking down like taking down scumbags above him, that would be a much lesser television show, but I would totally watch that show too. Like a, coming this fall, CBS, the Vigilante just, Hacker. It's, um, it's actually, yeah, like, it's actually, it's a good bunch of skits because, like, the truth is, is I, uh, I don't know if you guys have been in that type of like a corporate environment, but it's, it's, it feels very much that way where he's, he's pitching a genuine idea of this is how we can save costs. He's and that's and that's what most Be people. More effective. Yeah. yeah, and that's how you, that's how like all these like Forbes, Fortune, they tell people this is how you can get ahead, and this is this is outside the box thinking. Uh-huh. The problem is, is that it's when you meet those executives that sit there and like, yeah, I, I got tickets to this, or I got to do that. It's like it's like mm-hmm. you know, like they just cock block you when you know I have a great idea, and I'm gonna save a lot of money, but you won't listen to it because to you don't care. To I was like, yeah. Well, and it's also with Elliot that. He's he's not there for pure. He's he's pitching it that way because he's he's a, a different he's a different, different alternative motive. motive but but in, in terms of just it's real still society, the company, that that type of behavior oh, is yeah. so real. And unfortunately, we as normal people don't have the ability to hack into a system and <laughs> sit there and get this person fired for that or get that person fired for this. And I thought it was really interesting that one of the guys at the very very end, when the person's like walking out with the box, they say sexual harassment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, look at the timing on that. Yes. Um, to to do a deep dive because I don't know if you're aware, but I kind of dive kind of I kind of dive deep on this show. Sure. There is a subreddit called um, Ecorp HR, or like literally inside Ecorp. There's a subreddit that where all the posts are archived and all the posts are like two or three years old. The very first post on the subreddit was referencing season two, episode one, where the guy burned all the money. Mm-hmm. And the most recent post on that subreddit is something to the effect of somebody just did a perp walk outside the lobby, meaning mm. there should be no more information on this subreddit unless they find a way to submit an archive post, which mm. see, I'm, That's and then, that would be really well, cool. They showed a screenshot of him on Reddit and during that oh, yes. during that scene, and, and I saw online someone like found it, and it actually like happened in 2015 which yep. is like it dates back perfectly I don't know it all syncs cool. together all the, all and it's the, really cool all the dates on the posts in Reddit yeah correlate to roughly where we are in the show it's really cool 
Um, also, I didn't get my Amazon Echo Dot. Did anybody get their Amazon Echo Dot today? With three coin? <laughs> no. Why Do expand on that, my friend. No, no, they sent, uh, last week it was a, an e-coin, in Bank of E Power Bank. Okay. And then this week it was an Amazon Echo Dot. It was a special offer for uh-huh. eCoin that if you went to eCoin.com at that very moment, you were able to claim it and they'd ship it to you. Damn it! Apparently, Where was, was I? Apparently it was only available. Apparently it was only available for like three minutes today. Oh wow. There was a there was a limited number of them. One of the I'm gonna get one. I'm eventually gonna get whatever. It seems to be roughly noon Pacific. Go to eBay. It's gonna be like <laughs> jacked up price. Yeah, Elliot taking all the people down. I just think it's it was so cool to see because this is remarkable. You know, or not, not like unassuming guy, right? Giving this presentation, he's shy. They are giving him two seconds, and yet he's he has a power that he can bring them all down. I don't know. I just it's I love mm-hmm. it, it. It got me again to like root for this guy, and he even acknowledges his line of thinking in season one. He was like, maybe that was just like my dorm room thinking that I have to destroy mm-hmm. evil. Great point. Really, you can't like have to make it better otherwise again you might jeopardize the whole economic system and actually hurt more people i don't know it's just like he's evolving okay like, would you growing up is it the maturity of elliot that he's maturing he's evolving i or? think it is the maturity but i think he's also seeing the consequences of like you know when you're idealistic and you think oh i'm gonna take down this big bad guy and everything will magically get better and that's not the reality yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. almost like the food chain system of why yes. can't we just get rid of flies why can't we just get rid of mosquitoes or something because it's it a whole food well, chain there's also of... there's also something to be said about the emotional complexity of elliot versus the emotional complexity of mr robot mr robot fully understands that if you tank a world economy to create anarchy and throughout anarchy he'll create the utopia the utopia he feels like he'll create He's okay with the fact that thousands of people will die in that anarchy. Elliot isn't. That was established from the beginning. Yeah. Right. yeah. Absolutely. That it's Mr. Robot who doesn't care about the collateral damage. Well, he's a robot. And I mean, that was their <laughs> first conflict even back in season one when he first joins and then uh, Mr. Robot tells him, oh, I'm going to blow this thing up. And then as soon as Elliot hears that, that's the first time where he's like, wait, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. So, I mean, it's the same recurring theme. Mm-hmm. That's like their main difference in their point of execution of what they want to get. I would say, I kind of like what uh, yellow, the Yellow King brought up on the chat roll. I wonder if Elliot starts to become so occupied with working at E-Corp, he starts becoming more like Tyrell. Hmm. I, I think if of... Mr. Robot weren't there, it would definitely, that would definitely happen. I think, I think there are a lot of things, there are a lot of forces that are going to pull Elliot back toward the, back toward the direction, not all of which are even him at this point. By the way, kind of towards the very end, after um, the whole Darlene thing, um, did you guys notice that when he's typing in his password at eCorp, it's like really long? Of course. It's like 20 characters long. I was like... There is a point in there, if you guys look really carefully, it says RK Hunter. And I was thinking, I don't know if that's some sort of like a throwback to Rick, the character Rick Hunter from Robotech. That, I might, that might be, be really me, really, really reaching. No, but I was, feels... I was looking at it, and it said R.K. Hunter. I'm like, oh, interesting. And I, <laughs> all I could think of was Robotech. Okay. If you, if you guys ever watched Robotech, I don't know if you ever did. I, I love the um, fact that you bring that I'm up. Smiling we're, not. We're, <laughs> we're, we're looking at so many things, any little grain of sand, and we're trying to tie it. And I love that. I, I don't I, know. It, it could be nothing, but... I just thought it was cool. I mean, I'm sure it's intentional on purpose. Sure. Oh, that much sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So maybe you, I mean, you're probably right. Just like Comet Electric at the end of the FBI's thing. A throwback to, a nod to his movie, Comet. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, yeah. With Emmy and uh, Emmy Rossum and Justin Long. Yeah. His wife. So speaking of E Corp, uh, Price is in charge of E Corp. 
he has a really good scene today where he pretty much calls out China for adopting or at the very least not condemning Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Which kind of mirrors what's going on in our actual world economy currently where that Bitcoin as a currency relies solely on what country has, not relies on, but gives a benefit to which country has the most computing power and the most educated populist in computing, which gives an advantage to countries like China. So there's mining farms in China more so than any other country, and then they're kind of mirroring that here, whereas Price, Price wants to make his own currency. Because well, he, he can this time yeah. around. Yeah, he wants to make his own currency and have everybody join it. Whereas it seems that White Rose wants to back Bitcoin. For a reason we're not sure of, we're also not sure what Phase 3 is. But or phase they, two, phase two. Phase, sorry, stage, phase, stage or stage two. Yes, stage two, not phase three, stage two. Correct. This isn't the this isn't the MCU. I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, right. By no. the way, did you guys catch that um, Ecoin commercial during the show? I did not. They ran was, one. I missed they ran an Ecoin yeah, commercial. That's yeah, awesome. And, and um, there's a website that's like set up, and like you can log in and do all that stuff. And oh, I was like, cool. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm I've been active on yeah. that website for a long time. <laughs> that's where you would get the Amazon Echo for the two minutes mm. that it's available. Apparently that website didn't work then if you didn't get it, right? Correct. Well, <laughs> I, need to le- I, need to learn, I need to learn how to write a script that will check the website every 30 seconds and alert me if it changes. Here's the thing, man. Don't try to buy stuff via eCoin, dude. Just try, if you would have paid Bitcoin, dude, you would have got it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. White Rose, man. Just that whole exchange, though, with him. Um, it was gone. Bitcoin's a stronger currency. Here's something I'm sure I don't know if we've ever touched upon it, and I don't know I don't want to derail the show, but why is it always called stage instead of phase? <laughs> it's maybe we'll find that out, or what's your what's your take on it? Oh, I have no take. No, there is a, there is a take floating around there that Sam Esmail himself said it's always. Someone once said I think it was uh, Andy Greenwald, I believe, and he, they were, it was an interview, and he called it I believe it was phase two, and he said no 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 it's stage two. It's always referred to as a stage. So that always makes me think about, I hate to do this. I've, I've been wanting to say this for a year now. Stage. Is it, could Elliot, someone be suffering from cancer? Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Because like, like a, oh, some sort of a brain, and that's, that's a stage that he's in, and that's why we keep seeing this n- weird rabbit hole. Man, that's good. Really if it fun. is, that'd be great. And I, I've, I've thought, I thought that often, and some Redditors have, have brought that up as well. The stage, it's always stage. Why can't you call it anything? Always stage. You can That's round two. Point. There has to be a reason. You know, chapter two, uh-huh. but it's always stage. That's good. When you were saying that, the first thing I was thinking of was like a sound stage. Like, what if this is all, it's like, um, I don't know. That's last week, the simulation. Well, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll back off that for the moment. <laughs> but, I, with, with stage two, and you guys are right, for what we know about stage two, they're going to blow up a bunch of batteries in a building, so the building blows up, and all the paper records in that building get destroyed, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is exactly what, Fight Club, what happened in Fight Club? Yeah. Where yeah. All, the, all the paper records were in one building, and they blew up. Hey, the, dude. They blew up we the building. Don't, we, we don't talk about Fight Club. Man. That's true. That movie, <laughs> with ever, that movie with Edward Norton and Brad Pitt that we don't talk about. <laughs> the movie that shall not be named. Yeah. So, more okay. so, let's talk about the... He- Favorite line, though. Do not mistake my generosity for generosity. What'd you get? Oh, my gosh. It's good. So well delivered. But what do you guys think that means? Um, like, specifically. Well, you know, here's, here's the thing. So, I'll explain it to you guys. Explain See, it. <laughs> B.D. Wong is Chinese. He's Asian. So, then it goes back to Confucius. 
And see, Confucius, as you guys know, is like a fortune cookie. And when you take the fortune cookie, it just becomes very confusing. So that's why he's saying, I know this because I'm Korean. Sounds like we're having um, <laughs> an young haseo. Yeah, so yeah. what we're going to say is uh, every week you should get like a segment, Rick's Rants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where he goes down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it's very, but it has to be very Asian. And it has so. to end with No, Confucius. I mean, no, no. It, it, was, it was really cool. I liked it. was a very good line in terms of lines that you hear in shows. And this isn't a normal show. And like with the directing, it's, it's like a, it's a movie. It's one long movie. And BD Wong, that's, that line could have been so hammed up, and it wasn't. Mm. That was the beauty of it. Because that scene, there was so much. And I think you were talking about the generosity. It's because it's White Rose's control. Because at yeah. the end, he talks about, I'm going to slap Philip, you know, Philip Price on the hand. He says, don't mistake my generosity for generosity. I'm letting you play around. Yes, I'm letting you have your fun with your coins. But I have a bigger game in place. And that goes from the overarching theme that we were talking about last week. Last week, you guys were talking about everything from quantum computing <laughs> or you know, just time travel or uh, parallel universes. And in this week, we get into the minutia. We get into the little part of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how none of us have talked about the big arching issues and big arch themes. And now we're like, we're really tiny. Oh, we're getting in there now with yeah. the tiny. Well, and I like how they did this where last week they really let us go of say, here's where we are mm-hmm. in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Possible universes. And then we literally go down. And it's that's the beauty of you. We watch Ellie go to work every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Enjoy it. So, and, yeah, the scene... I. Okay, so we've talked about Krista and Elliot, mm-hmm. White Rose and Price. Which scene did you prefer? Krista and Elliot. I, it has to be Krista and Elliot because it's the reveal of Mr. Robot after two seasons. And so, just the whole scene, and then at the very end, when you're just like so shook by everything that you've seen, and then Elliot is just like, oh, so when are we going to start? Oh my gosh! It was just that like scene. it. It just en- encapsulated everything. And again, Rami Malek, amazing. He's so good. But and then just the look on her face, like of like oh, terror, like oh shit. <laughs> it was so good. So yeah, that scene has to okay has uh, to win all the marbles. No, I mean it reminds me of the movie, um, which is based on an Agatha Christie. I think it's Agatha Christie, or but uh, Identity with John Cusack. I love movie where there's like five personalities and you're seeing this movie get played out inside this guy's mind and he's like at the table mm-hmm. and at the very end they g- cut someone's killing someone yeah yeah else. and they cut and it's kind of the reaction and that's the same like reaction on her mm-hmm. face is when he's like what's going on or you know and she's she has that look of like whoa um so, also oh, cough 2009 in the chat mentioned that there's possibility they're saying stages more because elliot's dad died from cancer and then it might not be as direct as someone in the show actually has cancer. Okay. I like that observation. And then yeah. it's prevalent. It is prevalent, as they're saying, that White Rose likely caused it. And he speaks of stages. Okay. And White Rose is the one saying stages. Because I'm trying to see if anyone besides White Rose and Elliot, someone that has no, you know, no skin in the game in a sense that's calling it stage. Like, let's say, uh, Terrell. Okay. Why does Terrell call it stage? You know, that's... Because that's... White Rose called it stage. I mean, okay. White Rose... Fair, no, fair enough. I li- okay. Yeah, yeah, that... Whatever's tied in, whatever, at this point, we have to presume there's more to Elliot's dad than we know, and it's tied into White Rose in some way. It was made very clear last week when White Rose literally said he came to, like, the universe brought him to us when he brought him to us, and then when he wasn't useful, he wasn't useful. 
I agree. Well, I mean, there. I feel like there's more to the whole snowman story getting pushed out the window because that, I felt, was such a good moment with his interaction with Krista when he's just like, oh, yeah, when my dad pushed me out the window. And he was like, I could have sworn I told you. I don't know. There was something, like, really... I don't know, intriguing about that moment mm-hmm. because I felt like I was like, wait, did he ever tell her? I felt mm-hmm. like I was Elliot too, like kind of walking through. It's like, no, he never did. He was having that conversation with Mr. Robot, which is essentially himself. But I don't know. I feel like there was something there besides just them making a snowman and then he, you know, You're right. but, but then it's But out. then it's like that whole mind, mind F of when we realized that he was like in prison too. So it, it, I can't believe a lot of the different conversations that he has with her if they have happened or if they haven't happened because they've, they've screwed with us so much <laughs> in this show. I agree with you where I was like, no, he didn't. But at the same time, I'm like, why is he confused? She's right. I'm going to go with you on this one because when he talked to Darlene about it, Darlene approached him with the fact it kind of hit her and she paused for a second and she said, I, I, I'm paraphrasing, do you want to, do you, are you, almost like, are you ready to talk about it? Yeah. And that's what, that's mm. what intrigued me about what, you, what um, you're saying with that. But just seeing him confused, I don't know, it was almost like, maybe it's just me, a wink that the show is doing at, like, us, when it's like, yeah, sometimes it is hard to keep track, because I don't even remember now, was he actually pushed out of the window by his father, or did he push himself out? I don't remember. He, season one, they showed him fall out, they never actually showed conclusively how he fell out of the window, they just showed so him fall out the window. So we don't know when no. he was little how that happened. We don't know. We just know it happened... To, we found out after the whole, they built a snowman and after, you know, his mother found out that his dad had cancer. That's all we know so far. So it could also be Elliot threw himself out of the window or his father pushed, pushed him out of the window. We don't know that because he's an unreliable narrator. That's what I'm saying. Or, he, it's like they screw with you so much. Or he threw himself out of the window. That's what I'm saying. Elliot threw himself out of the window but remembered it falsely that his father threw him out of the window and that's why... The version of his father he created was such an asshole. And, I mean, he yeah, did the, that himself. He pushed him in the first season, and then later we're like, well, that was clearly you. Yeah, that it, his father was actually this very kind, gentle man. Where it's, but it's he more, created a version of his father, possibly to cope with his death. Like, or with also, his own guilt of, you know, not keeping his secret, because he felt really bad about that. But what I love about this show and how it presents dualities is there's the logical dualities we understand... But if by the end of the season, they tell us the, hi- the Hadron Collider, Collider is to create or otherwise create, a, otherwise create a second universe or to create a portal to a second universe, and that we've been seeing both of them concurrently for three years, for three seasons, yeah, I'd buy that. that. That explains all the duality just as easily. This show can do that. <laughs> I have faith that this show could pull something like that off. Yeah, there's, there's too much going on. Someone um, on the thread mentioned that the when Mr. Robot first comes out and you hear the his voice yeah. and Elliot's voice at the same time. Yeah, kind of like the, reverb, the reverberation. I yeah. was like, I was like, what am I hearing? That was good. That was a good moment. Mm. Also, was... hello friend in the chat. Also, Mr. Robot is aggressive because Elliot wished his dad could have been more aggressive fighting Evil Corp while he was alive. All great points. Do we want to get to the death? No, it reminds me of uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yep. Where he wants the, I don't know if you guys have ever heard that, but where he just wants, he's, he emulates like a father figure like that's like the action hero because his yeah. real dad is like his airplane, airplane pilot. But yeah, they killed off my girl this episode. Joanna, <sighs> dude, I, I'm sh- I'm shocked that they killed her in episode two, and I wanted to see her character go farther. Me too. I was disappointed, but I mean, I feel I don't know. After rewatching, I was like, fine. I guess. It, I mean, I was. They have I to was kill never, someone you kind of like. I always liked her in small doses. 
Like, I, li- I like mm-hmm. Joanna in the exact amount we got of Joanna, and I think she's, A, sh- a she's run her course, and B, there's a possibility, especially next week, where we get to see a whole bunch of her, because next week's a Tyrell episode. That's right. true. And... The- I feel like I was very disappointed that, and I, I, I still would have been interested to see where she gone. But and then after we think about it, I was like, maybe she has run her course, and you know, we got to see her. She was such an ice queen. I don't know. <laughs> but her <laughs> scenes with with Elliot were always really good. So you know, when Esmo wrote, you know, he's he's speaking about John, the character who was uh, he described her as Lady Macbeth. Mm-hmm. From the onset, and, and it was she was the big villain, and what I remember from the end of season one, and that she was going to be the big baddie, and, and we only really had that big that confrontation towards the end of season two with mm-hmm. Elliot and Joanna and whatnot, and then for her to go out like that, that's maybe okay. My like we said, it's going to be a, a, Ty- a Terrell episode next week. My my biggest curiosity is with Terrell. He always seems like he's I don't know if he's a a zealot, or if he's uh, because he's a fan of someone. He was always obs- he was obsessed with Joanna. Now he became obsessed with Elliot. Hmm. What's going to happen now with the passing of Joanna? Is, is she just gone? What's going on? You know, we saw. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for next week, and he shows his undivine devotion to Elliot still. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to know what happens because I miss the old Terrell. I miss the sociopath. Sorry, I agree. <laughs> the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and now it's his. It's almost he's a, like a Branch Davidian. He's a, he's a, you know he's just so impassioned with Elliot. I I'm, I want to see who who is who really is Tyrell. I agree. I was saying this last week. Like the first season, Tyrell was calculated and he was very careful and precise. And yeah, you he had rage going on, but it was controlled. And now he just seems off the rails. Because he doesn't know who he is. Maybe the the psychopath that he was in season one was because he wanted to please Joanna. Yeah. Because he had he has no sense of self in in in, yeah. in, in a way. Um, but don't you just love how like they really confirmed? No, oh, she's dead. Like we're gonna because someone made a oh, comment like they like. Show oh, we're her gonna skull, we're gonna we're gonna crack her skull up. And she's dead. She's... you know, by the way, Dexter baby, that was the first thing I was thinking of when they yep. showed the shot. The blood, of, like, the, the blood is on the kid's like, face, and he's. Crying. I can only imagine if that's CGI killer. or if they're just gonna like. Okay, we're gonna put like little dots <laughs> little on your kid's face. Can we talk and... about this real quick? Yes, yeah, please. They're sending a kid to foster care. Yeah. Because they don't want to report the death of the kid's mother. Yeah. Like, that's heinous. It's mm-hmm. terrible. And you don't have to make it a public thing. I don't get why you can't privately reach out to, like, her family or his well, family or the next be, of kin. Well, no, the next of kin is Tyrell. That's the actual problem. I mean, I'm sure she has someone else. No, but you can't. You're either, you're either giving the, the child to the next of kin or you're not. We have to think you of the... Can't, you can't... I don't think the FBI... In that in that regard, has the ability to say this child will be handed off to Joanna's mother, but we can't tell Tyrell. Like they can't do that. You well, they don't have him. You can't. There's so much. Like Santiago said it himself. You have the most wanted man in the world. They. It's the unfortunate part of it. I'm sorry. It's it's like you said. It's heinous. But what other? They they can't contact anyone. They're trying to get this guy. And I mean, here's and, the thing: this kid's probably gonna have a better life anyway <laughs> than being with some psychopath. I mean, My mom was murdered. I got a psychopath dad. They got money know. though. I have yeah, a real money. question though. <laughs> money can't what buy was, you happiness, okay, Steve. So what was money can buy you a motive. happier childhood? My my thing was, what was her motivation to like go on the show and like profess her love to Tyrell and her loyalty? Like, I was just like, why did she do that? Because I mean, I mean, directly, that's the reason that got her killed. I, I just don't get like, what did she have um, to gain from that? And she, I'm not just broken Wasn't up there something him? going down in season two where she needed 
I mean, I know that because the, I mean she at some point Tyrell was ruled dead, and because he was ruled dead, she was able to collect. She was able to collect on all his benefits. Like, I don't know. I know for a Lady Macbeth like character, it's it's kind of petty to think she's only after the money, but I think like there's a big part of her that's just like, yeah, I would very much like to live my lifestyle. But I don't think that I don't think she needed to go on the show and say, oh, he's the only man I ever loved. I feel like those words were deliberately to like you know sting the other guy, and uh-huh. then yeah. I don't know. Maybe she underestimated how much. He was into her and how he was just going to... That's that's just arrogant. But she, that, that she, but she uh, always no. kind of made it known that the guy was like her boy toy. Right. She, you know, like, I mean, what was... The guy was, he was, like a, bar, he was a bartender, yeah. right? Yeah, Derek I mean, was a bartender, he, but she played him. Of course. I mean, I they're, they're women, man. It women just, always play dudes. I mean, I mean good, I, good luck I in the comments. Right? Just <laughs> on her part. It just felt like such a stupid thing that would get her killed. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> no, but you bring up a great point. What ultimately what was her motivation? Was it the status? Was it the money or was it the the plan of I don't know, like maybe with she's her still in contact with him and I don't think I, she I hope they, I hope they let Wait, us maybe, know. We'll, maybe we'll find out next episode. I know, I hope we find out because it just seemed weird like So here we go. Uh, hello, friend. Akira says, I think going on the show was also a way to con- uh, contact Terrell since Scott was the one guy playing with her sending her things. That's good. I buy that. Yeah, yeah. That it's literally her in the chance that Tyrell's listening at all being able to say, I, I, I buy that. Yeah, because a lot of season two, it's like, I think they showed in the opening, you know, she's like, is that you? You know, when, yeah. when the phone calls are coming in, she's like, is this you? So maybe it's kind of like, hey, Here's yeah exactly. I'm, I'm going on national television. Hopefully he's watching. I'm gonna try to send some sort of weird message to him. By the way, her her chauffeur survived, so I don't know. I feel like that obviously that's gonna have to lead to somewhere. Otherwise, why would they just kill them all mm-hmm. off? He's gonna be some well, loose end at some Mr. point. Mr. Sutherland. Well, he's not necessarily a loose end because Derek wasn't a part of a huge plan. He was just in a, a crime of passion. No, but I mean like his connection with Tyrell. I don't know. I mean, there's a reason they kept him alive. There has to be. Well, no, Sutherland. Yeah. Sutherland's cagey. He's going he's gonna to be fine. I, I'm sure he's an ICU. FBI is going to cross-examine him. He'll be fine. I want to see that does. scene, though. Yes. Where they mm. cross-examine him. He's like, I don't know what you're talking that, about. That would be a great head-to-head. I'm a chauffeur to a lady with a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got shot t- in the head. You trying to tell me I'm a part of F Society. Mm. I'm a well-paid chauffeur. I really hope that, that we see that. We reward loyalty here. Yeah. In, in the Wellick household. How are we feeling about predictions? Do we have anything else we want to talk about with the actual episode? Talked about the cracking of the skull. Talked about the, the giving away the baby. Talked about all the just heinousness. Also, they were playing Listen to Your Heart during that scene. Yeah, <laughs> Roxette. Another 80, great 80s song, just it's like in excess. on yep. point. Actually, sorry, that, that was an early 90s song. True that. So we're ready for predictions? Sounds good. I was already trying to think about Listen to Your Heart. I was like, okay, what does that mean in the context <laughs> of the scene? With Joanna's character, her why, her modus operandi, I guess. All right. Um, I don't know because we went so micro this week, and we were so macro last week. Like, I don't have any particular like predictions topics like I normally do. Starting with JC, what you what do you think is going to go down next week and beyond? Alf is coming back. No, um, (laughs) Alf, Alf, (laughs) you're willing. He's back, but in pog form. So means we're going to have less cats in the world. No, it it goes to what you were saying, uh, Leslie, towards the end of the recap right now about um, 
or was it, who's or was it a hello friend uh, that the reason why Joanna was on TV was so that Terrell would see her. But as we see in the preview next week, he's kind of like a mountain man. So I doubt he's even in con. He has any access to media, perhaps. He's chopping down trees. <laughs> so he, you know, that, that's I, 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 he may not know. Yeah. So it, the news is going to be, you know, someone's going to tell him, and one of two things is going to is going to happen. He's going to go ape shit, or he's going to say my loyalty was to Elliot. Anyway, yep. because that's his Christ. That's fair. Hmm. Well, I was going to ask you guys, do you think next week's episode is going to be, obviously it's going to be about Tyrell, but is it going to be like almost like one of those standalone episodes? I think or? it's going to be very flashbacky. He deserves it. I agree. I mean, I've been we wanting to know what's going on this whole time. I'm hoping we get a little more insight into the whole thing with, uh, with Joanna, just because I would like to know. And it would be cool to see her on screen a few more times before she's officially gone. I still think that's a really mesmerizing character. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I was also going to say about Elliot. Um, I wanted to point out, like, in the earlier scenes when he's, like, crying, he's depressed, he's on medication, it's not really helping him. I think there's a scene of him looking in the mirror and it's broken. There's just, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. But now, I, I feel like he's going to be stuck in this place. He wants to be part of a team again, but he's trying to get there. I don't know. I, maybe we'll see some more interaction with him and Tyrell with the next episode. I and could buy that. Following that. Well, we're definitely going to see what's happening. These aren't coherent thoughts. They're just no, like no, but we, there's going to be a lot of scenes. flashbacks because even last season we didn't get a whole lot of Tyrell. That we're going to get a lot of yeah. He was context. yeah pretty much gone for the whole season. Just he was like the he was like the MacGuffin. Yeah, like we're going to get a lot of context. Yes, from a whole season's worth of missing Tyrell. I think that's exactly what they're doing. It's it, they're going to show you what happened throughout that time when he was mm-hmm. missing. That's exactly what's going to happen next week. Um, for me, I was going to say I think as we're moving forward. We're going to see more of Krista, Mr. Robot. Ooh. More Krista, Mr. Robot, as opposed to Krista, Elliot. Like he's, now that he's revealed himself, he's going to be there, and maybe she's going to be kind of having weird therapy sessions with Mr. Robot to try to understand what's going on. That's, that's like my kind of prediction for the next couple episodes. I do agree. fun to see. I do think that, right, the next episode might be more of a standalone, like Leslie was saying. Um, so I think alternate universes, Rick, Rick will show up with a portal gun. No, um, <laughs> not that's not that's here. I think to expound upon what I said last week, it's a hydron collider, not a hydrogen collider. That was my bad. But also, there's something to be said about the computing power that that you would create with a hydron collider. Whether that's just to be able to mine bitcoins faster than everybody else. Or you're creating another universe. I think that's what stage three is. And it's all by White Rose. Well, no, stage two is blow up the building. Stage three, I think, is something with a hydron collider. Gotcha. Going forward, okay. There's something about Elliot's dad that that hasn't been explained yet that either he was given cancer because they didn't want him anymore, or cancer was a write-off for a way for him to go away so they could bring him back if they need to bring him back. They're... There's weirdness afoot with E Corp and White Rose and Elliot that I don't want to spin off the planet just yet. More, more minute. I think I already said. I think we're gonna get a lot of context for where Tyrell was, and it's gonna put a lot of mysteries back in play of like where Tyrell has been. But let me know in the comments if I'm wrong about if I'm wrong about um, the Mandela effect. With, like, because there are a lot of examples in the last two episodes where there have been 
the address on the address on a menu will be one thing, and then the physical street address will be a completely different thing. But like a couple numbers off, like not incredibly noticeable. I think every season of this show is going to have some type of perspective shift, and I honestly think this is going to be. It's not clear to me what is what, but I think there are some storylines that we're watching right now that will be, will be revealed to us as existing on a different plane as other storylines. They just happen to have been presented to us on the same timeline. Once again, I don't want to spin off the planet, so I'll stop there. But let me know in the comments if you think there's a separate perspective shift or they're going to swerve us this time and there's no perspective shift because there has been two. Let me know in the comments. I'm, I'm open to the discussion. But, yeah, that's why I waited to go less. It's like, I got some weirdness, guys. I got some weirdness going down. I spend a lot of time on Reddit. I mean, that's right. I mean, is Mandela Idris Elba or is he Morgan Freeman? Or is he just some third he's, guy? He's Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon, yeah. You got anything? To say? You... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bite my tongue. because uh, There's something I, I, I don't know if I read it somewhere, but, um, and that's where I have to dig a little deeper about the capacity of of the collider and just the ability to even possibly the government's working on stuff right now as yeah, we yeah. speak of but they could also even help cure cancer okay i was thinking that while you were talking about that actually but yeah i so, guess maybe next week okay in the yellow king in the chat the hydron collider is meant to hack the quantum computer there we go then you need the computing power to hack a quantum computer and if you can hack a quantum computer you hack hack the planet oh i did it how about this your predictions. Ask the fans what what their predictions are. We, we we always give our own. You know. We yeah. It's guaranteed. We'll give our own. We want to hear yours in the comments. Yeah, for sure. Currently. Give us thumbs up. Well, let the, us know. Or and we'll talk about them next week too. For yeah. Sure. Well, that we'll we'll call out comments that we'll call out comments that we're dead on. So let us know what you think will happen next week and beyond. We'll catalog them and bring them up again. We'll get that shout out on the show. Um. In the meantime, I think we're. I think we I think we covered it here, friends. Chopped and diced. Chopped, diced, happened. It's gone like Joanna. JC. Once again, thanks, guys. And the whole, yes, the Goo Goo Doll reference is actually <laughs> a password to the guy Elliot hacked in the very beginning of the episode. I dig it. Yes, follow me at jcrubiotv.com or what is it, JC? It's been so long since I've given my handle. Your, you should know your wow. handle. I haven't done a oh, show man. since December. So follow <laughs> me at jcruby on Twitter, Instagram, or on Friendster. Oh, all right, cool. And I'm Leslie Corral. You can follow me online at Face on Instagram and Twitter. And you guys can find me on all social media at Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-O-N-G. And on Sunday with this guy, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Netflix News, we're going to debut the trailer, which dropped, I believe, yesterday for The Punisher uh, season season one. We actually have a lot to talk about this week Yeah, on Netflix News. Um, Steve Kaufman, as always, you can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F. M-A-N-N. You can also go to thesoberyear.com. That's a blog I'm doing about being sober. I'm week 18 sober. It's a thing I'm doing. Uh, you can go to a blog. I believe I just shot one in the white room and did it. Uh, thank you and good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Don't mistake our buzz you later for a buzz you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, those of the host only do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 